Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. We're headed to the home stretch of football season and basketball is in full swing. And BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the action this year. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code BLEAV50, B-L-E-A-V-50, to receive your bonus. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night. However and whenever it is, you may be listening. Thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the Take It Easy podcast live on the Believe Podcast Network. Except it isn't live because it is, of course, a podcast. Welcome to a very, very special Take It Easy podcast. Today is December 1st, which means for the third consecutive year on December 1st, we have our greatest award show here on the Take It Easy podcast, which is, of course, the third annual 2021 NFL Mixies Awards. Yes, this is the third year that we have done the Mixie Awards. This began as a segment that existed on the Lebetard show a couple of years ago. They did it one time. It was very funny, and we have continued this tradition every December 1st since 2019. This is our third football season here on Take It Easy, close to 800 episodes, and we are delivering once again with the Mixies Awards on December 1st, as we do every single year. Our uh, next greatest award show and oldest award show is probably the preseason Hall of Fame, and uh, that will come up again sometime in the summer next year. But for now, on the first day of December, we honor teams who have made it this far into the NFL season by not establishing themselves as great teams, which there are very few of those this year. But again, we will not celebrate the teams that have locked up division titles we know are legitimately good, often have elite quarterbacks. That's not who we're celebrating today. And also, if your team doesn't make it here to the Mixies, we can say with 100% certainty that your season is over. So if you are here today on the Mixies and you will receive an award today, you are still fighting for your life here in December and into January of the 2021 NFL season because this year we have 17 games which means that the Mixies technically come at an earlier time than ever before in the history of the NFL and yet more chaos means more teams that still technically have a chance and this has been a hell of a year for the Mixies I must say this is a a loaded, loaded year. Last year, I think we had 16 teams make it to the Mixies, and I feel like we're going to get pretty damn close to that number here in 2021. So without further ado, let us commence with our award show where we will honor the teams that have been perfectly mediocre, hanging around and fighting desperately to convince themselves that they too can be seven-point underdogs against the Green Bay Packers in a meaningless wildcard game. Our first award recipient is probably one of the most confusing teams, if not the most confusing team in the NFL this year, with the most confusing quarterback in the NFL in 2021. And really, this goes beyond 2021 because we posted on our Comical Sports Memes and Take It Easy Instagrams about how ridiculous this man's career has been. Went from being an MVP front runner to an injured star to a, a 
inaccurate player to trying to stay relevant to being traded to now being an above average quarterback and having a really great game with 15 of 18 passing for 190 yards three touchdowns in the first half as an underdog at home only to finish the game 9 of 22 with no touchdowns zero no no touchdowns two interceptions and losing the game in the second half it's been a very confounding year and yet Thanks to the help of some injuries and thanks to a long win streak, they find themselves firmly entrenched in the mix. Our first award recipient, we call it the Carson Wentz experience because damn it, it is a very, very chaotic experience that I don't think this team's fan base was truly prepared for when they signed up for him this offseason. At 6-6, six and six, currently sitting as the 10th seed in the AFC playoffs, but also being a bye week away from being in the playoffs in the AFC, please let us welcome our first award recipient here on the Mixies, the Indianapolis Colts. They are firmly, firmly entrenched in the mix. Our second recipient of a Mixie Award here, is a team that, honestly, probably doesn't deserve to be here. It's a team that, coming into this year, I thought they were designed to lose. They traded the quarterback that we just discussed and set up a quarterback that was drafted in the second round that I didn't think was very, you know, good or set up to succeed because no one really viewed him as a starter in the first place. He was set up to fail, and yet the team has not failed this year. Have they been good? No, they haven't. We spent an entire Memes of the Weekend podcast making fun of them last week, and yet they still find themselves battling around here in December and still convincing themselves that there is indeed a chance for them to make a run this year. So, sitting at 5-7 and seven through 12 games, headed into a much, much needed bye week, Jalen Hurts. Devonta Smith, whatever's left of Miles Sanders before he hits free agency, whatever is left of a Super Bowl team from four years ago that has already fired their coach, and the new coach, appropriately being named Nikki Backdoors, please welcome into the Mixies for a triumphant return for the first time in two years, the Philadelphia Eagles are firmly entrenched. In the mix. (sighs) Next up here on the Mixies is our first of three teams coming out of the NFC South that we will honor here today. And this is a team that when we did our gag of power rankings earlier this week... I said that uh, they were kind of frauds, huh? They've, they've now lost four games in a row. They had a bye week mixed in there, so it's really been like six weeks since they last won a football game. It's been very confusing. And then I looked up and saw that they've just really, really been hamstrung with injuries. And there will be a couple teams here where that's the case because ultimately, as we saw last year in the NBA, last year once it came down to the Super Bowl, every all, all the time, not going to say every year, but all the time, health sometimes changes the math entirely on seasons and champions that we judge people across history for. And injuries are going to happen. We saw it mess up Mahomes last year and the Patriots, or sorry, the Buccaneers, I still make that mistake. The Buccaneers still found a way to have all 22 players healthy for the end of the season. And so this team has really struggled with the injury bug this year, and yet they still find themselves exactly where a lot of people thought they'd be at the start of the year. I thought they would be slightly better because I didn't anticipate that they would go 0-4 in the month of November. And yet, even still, sitting at 5-6, and six, just a tie for the last playoff spot right now, a realistic scenario where they could still make the playoffs if they get just healthy enough. They're making a quarterback switch this week. Please welcome... Sean Payton, Taysom Hill, Trevor Semyon, maybe healthy Alvin Kamara, Marshawn Lattimore, and a defense that I still don't know whether they're good or not, but damn it if I haven't been playing them in fantasy football for the entire season, please welcome, for the first time since Bounty Gate, the New Orleans Saints, firmly entrenched in the mix. 
Our next team to receive an award here is going to be one of my personal favorites to make fun of. Last year, we spent all year making fun of this team, even though they were really good. The whole internet had a field day with it, and then we felt really guilty about it because I realized pretty quickly that the jokes were easy to make, but at the same time, they were also kind of perpetuating some homophobic stereotypes across TikTok. And even just saying that word maybe gave away the team that we're talking about. So we made all kinds of jokes last year. The team kind of fell apart. This year feels a little bit more sad. Why? Because we realized that we were being a little homophobic last year. Or at least tone deaf. And they lost a key piece of their core early on in the season. They've battled a few injuries here. And that quarterback position has really, really fallen apart. Like, it was funny last year when we got to call him Jimmy Garothlisberger all throughout the year, but now it's just sad. Now it's just broken and they don't have any plan on on the front on the back end and this might be their first losing season in 15 to 20 years, which is a really really long stretch of success that is only overshadowed by how good the Patriots have been over said 20 year period. But two decades of dominance appear to be coming to an end. They're fighting desperately to stay relevant and sitting at 5 5 and one, Big Ben, Mike Tomlin, and the Pittsburgh Steelers joining the Mixies for the second time in three years because remember when Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges almost made the playoffs with one of the best defenses in the NFL? Feels like a long time ago. Wasn't that long ago. We were doing a podcast back then. For the second time in two in three years, please welcome the Pittsburgh Steelers into the mix. Let's hit the music to introduce our next team here on the Mixies. It has been a rough month for all of you Superchargers fans, and Justin Herbert has not played very well in those in that time. We talked about this on our NFL Monday podcast this week about the idea that Justin Herbert and the offense looks kind of broken, and how his completion percentage was high, but he wasn't throwing the ball very well, which or throwing the ball very deep, which is a sign of a game manager situation. And all of that has been interesting. And the Chargers roster, it's just not very good. If you look at it up and down on paper, can't stop the run. Yeah, they've got some pretty good corners that have stayed remarkably healthy this year. It's healthy enough. And outside of Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, I dare you to name the next best receiver, other oh, Austin Eckler. Other than Eckler, Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams, who, by the way, is a free agent at the end of the year, I dare you to name the next best receiver. It's a guy named Guyton on the Chargers. And so this team has shortcomings, but the thing that gives people faith in them more than anything else is that quarterback position. We've seen the special gifts out of Justin Herbert. Does it mean they're always going to be there? No. Justin Herbert's a very young quarterback. Justin Herbert's been set up on a team that's not that good, even though he has two, three really good weapons. The rest of the team kind of comes up short. And so they find themselves in that hodgepodge of six and five teams in the AFC. And this is really what the Mixies are all about. The Mixies are about being right 
in that hodgepodge of mediocrity where we feel like you're okay, we feel like you have a chance, but also there's a pretty non-zero chance you're going to make the playoffs. If you can tell if someone's going to make the playoffs, they probably don't belong in the mixies. The Chargers, they pretty much belong here. And Last year, they snuck in as a last-second comeback. They had a terrible start to the year. A lot of weird one-possession games, they charged their way back in. And so for the second consecutive season, it is my privilege to welcome the Los Angeles Chargers in our celebration of average and mediocre football here on December 1st. Please welcome the Super Chargers in the mix. (sighs) Staying with the theme here of AFC West... This team fired their coach in disgrace. I know it said it mutually agreed to part ways or resignation or whatever you want to call it. In disgrace, their coach leaves partway through the season. They have the story that really captured our attention for about a week about DUI and larger conversations in society, but it's just something you'd never seen before with a first-round pick world in front of them making that mistake, killing a person in a car crash where they were at fault facing jail time, etc., etc., They have a weird situation with Damon Arnett, their other first-round pick from that year. The rebuild comes to a crashing halt, and yet, even after that, they found themselves at 5-2 because that's how weird football is, and we kept betting against them simply on principle that they are not allowed to be good. And yet, their quarterback has been above average. Their running backs have been healthy partially this year. Their receiving core has remarkably stayed afloat. Darren Waller has had a great little run here. And their defense is better than we expected at the start of the season. Not good, but still better than expected. And so, sitting at 6-5 and five as well, a fading 6-5, and five, no doubt, and, you know, winning a game on Thanksgiving against a Cowboys team that really lost some key pieces, including both of their top receivers. So, you know, take everything with a grain of salt on that one. But even still, sitting at a fading 6-5, and five, there is still hope in a season that felt like it was over a month ago, but because they've won enough games, sitting in this gigantic mosh pit of six wins in the AFC, the Las Vegas Raiders are firmly entrenched in the mix. (sighs) Getting close to halfway here on the Mixies, we've already celebrated five, six teams so far here. And so we're going to swing to a conference, I'm sorry, a division that we have not given enough attention to yet. And that is the NFC West. At the start of the season, the NFC West was a division where it felt like there would be a lot of teams here in the mixies, that teams would start beating each other up a little bit here and there, and we would have a weird season where a lot of teams were fighting for playoff spots, and people wanted to make the case that there were three teams in the NFC West that could make the playoffs, and maybe even a fourth one fighting for the last wildcard spot. And the NFC West did end up sorting itself out. And part of sorting itself out was the falling apart of the Seattle Seahawks, which is something I said throughout the offseason, which is someone's going to have to lose 10 games in that division, and it just might be the Seattle Seahawks, because we knew these other teams at least were talented. And on a flip side of a season where a lot of people have struggled due to injuries, this team has been one that you would name off the top of the list of battling rough injuries. And as soon as they start to get healthy, they run off a three-game win streak, they find themselves at 6-5, and five, just like this gigantic mosh pit of teams that have 5-6 and six wins. They are currently the sixth playoff team in the NFC, and it has been a remarkable run to getting three playoff teams from a very, very strong NFC West. They will be the only representation from said division because the NFC West actually ended up sorting itself out with two teams that we know are really good, One team we know is mediocre, and another team that is firmly entrenched in the mix, Jimmy Garoppolo, Kyle Shanahan, the San Francisco 49ers, who finally won a home game this weekend against the dreaded KC word, who we'll get to in a little bit. 
the San Francisco 49ers, the sixth seed in the NFC playoffs, are very, very, very firmly entrenched. Probably the most entrenched team in the mix. Our next team here on the Mixies has clawed their way back to a 5-6 and six record. And it was a hard road to get back to 5-6 and six because it looked like at the start of the year they would be close to tanking. Now, they did tank two years ago and get rewarded with a generational talent on defense, but they've now lost said generational talent on defense for the season. Is that a sign that the team is starting to fall apart? Possibly so, yet they've found a way here to run off three consecutive wins, including one against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where they forced an exorbitant amount of turnovers on Tom Brady, a quarterback who recently has been known for being very good at not turning the football over. They get that win, they get a win against the Seattle Seahawks, and they find themselves firmly, firmly entrenched in the mix, currently sitting as your number seven seed. In the NFC, and I know we said the sixth seed feels like the most mixy possible, but in a year where we know there are five good teams in the NFC, seven, and being tied with four other teams for the seventh playoff spot just might be, in and of itself, the most mixy of all the mixy teams that we have here in the mix for a playoff spot. So there is meaning football in meaningful football in December for the second consecutive year for the racist, misogynist owner Dan Snyder and Taylor Heineke and also Montez Sweat, Deron Payne. Guess they've got some names on defense. Terry McLaurin, who we advocated all of last year, they should try and trade for multiple draft picks, including a first rounder, if you can so get it. And then this year advocated need to build around him by trading picks to get Tyler Lockett, but also they need to find a quarterback. Similarly dull future at quarterback to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Even still, coming in, charging at 5-6 and six on a three-game win streak, give their fan base some hope until they run off another two-game two losing streak inevitably here at the end of the season. Uh, by the way, they play the Raiders, Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, and Giants. So 67% of their entire remaining schedule is Eagles and Cowboys. Maybe a chance, maybe not. We'll find out down the line. But for now, at 5-6, and six, the Washington football team is firmly entrenched in the mix. We are reaching the unofficial halfway point here. Technically halfway through our ninth team, we will have reached the halfway point, which means that we are going to break the record previously set on the Mixies last year of 16 teams. We will have 17 teams here on the Mixies. And team number nine is a team that needs no introduction, but we're going to give them a two-minute long one because we spent four hours a couple weeks ago making this beautiful introduction song to Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire around 25 years of this franchise's history. Harry Douglas, Arthur Blank, Dante Fowler, Michael Vick, Devin Hester Hayden, Hurston Caleb McGarry. Tack McKinley, Deion Sanders, Michael Turner, Grady Jarrett, Austin Hooper, Tevin Coleman, Tony Gonzalez. Warwick Dunn, Brent Grimes, Kyle Pitts, Desterfont, Leftwich, Julio, Mascot has creepy eyes, Darren Holland, KZ, Maddie won an MVP, AJ Terrell, Duron Harmon, Russell Gage, Vic Beasley, we're the Atlanta Falcons. We're always flying and we keep on trying. We're the Atlanta Falcons. We keep blowing leads, but we try to fight it. Steven Jackson, Jalen Mayfield, Dan Quinn, and Shanahan, Jeff, George, Jake, Matthews, Fabian, Moreau. 
Mike Davis, Ito Smith, Devonta Freeman's Pro Bowl, Jock Keys, Rogers, Asante, Samuel, Young Way, Dean Pease, Mike Smith had a winning team, Henry Crockett, Petrino, Calvin Ridley, Jaden Graham, Deion Jones, Tajay Sharp, Cordero is a running back, Chris Lindstrom, D'Angelo Hall, some dude names a Keyes, we're the Atlanta Falcons. We're always flying and we keep on trying. We're the Atlanta Falcons. We keep blowing leads, but we try and fight it. Dirty Bird, bring it back. Roddy White and Alex Mack. Alford, Luke McCown, Super Bowl prostitutes. Justin Hardy, Matt Schaub, Atlanta Braves baseball beat. With an onside kick, dirt cutters, an idiot. Corey Peters, Richie Grant, Chris Chandler, Paul Warlow, Lee Smith, Jay Brown, Super Bowl's a no-go, Sunu, Brooks, Reed, Mike Pinnell, Matt Hennessy, Dwight Freeney, Toy Lolo, don't score that ball, Todd Gurley. We're the Atlanta Falcons, we're always flying and we keep on trying, we're the Atlanta Falcons, we keep blowing leads and we try to fight it. This is a team that I have been joking for weeks, has been fighting desperately to get to seven wins, and it will appear that they'll get those seven wins on the season. Because last week they put a nice little drubbing down on the Jacksonville Jaguars, and that is a classic tune-up game after getting blanked by the Patriots. 43-3 beat by the Cowboys, both of whom are good teams, and having a miraculous comeback against the Saints team that still has not won since said miraculous comeback the Atlanta Falcons are doing their best to try and fight for that playoff spot. And they, too, find themselves in that three-way, four-way tie with Washington for the seventh playoff spot in the NFC. Now, their schedule ends with some Bucks, Panthers, 49ers, Bills, and Saints. So not the greatest situation for them. They will probably fight hard to get those seven wins and Damn it, if they won't win seven games or eight games this year and end up with a pick number 15 or 16 or whatever middle-of-the-road pick you have in the NFL draft, the Atlanta Falcons are back, baby. After a one-year hiatus, four years prior, the Falcons are back in the mix. Next up, we have a long-awaited return to the Mixies because there are perpetually mediocre franchises that always find themselves around the Mixies, but also there are teams that are so mediocre that they find themselves out of the Mixies for long stretches of time. One example, the New York Jets. It's been a long time since they've made the playoffs, but they also haven't quite been in the mix for a playoff spot because they're always, you know, 4-8 and eight or 3-8 and eight or 3-9 and nine at this point in the season. And this is another case similar to that. It has been a long time since this team has been in the mixies. It's also been a long time since they've been relevant enough to make it beyond the powers of the mixies. And this was a team that was right on the bubble, considering that they currently hold the number six seed in the AFC playoffs. They are right on the bubble, and yet they find themselves here in the mixies, not by any fault of their own. It's been a remarkably great season this year. We just know that the sixth seed is never safe in the start of December, but damn it if it won't be extremely meaningful football for my favorite tandem of brothers throwing the ball, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, except Joe Burrow's white, so he's technically not a brother. Either way, LSU teammates, LSU Bengals, Zach Taylor's job is secure. Welcome the Cincinnati Bengals for the first time in the history of the Take It Easy podcast, which technically only goes back three years. But during that first year, every week we said the Bengals were the best 0-8, 0-9, 0-10, 0-7, whatever it was when they got the number one pick to get Joe Burrow. The Bengals at 7-4, and four, the only seven-win team here on the podcast, firmly entrenched in the mix.
New sponsor alert here on the Take It Easy podcast. It is Lightbox Jewelry. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, Lightbox Jewelry has cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds that you can find at a light price of just $800 per carat. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off, priced so they won't have to. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds. Never a dull moment. Next up here on the Nixies, we have a team closing out one of the strongest divisions that we had this year. We had three divisions that represented three teams, and this one feels the most in the Nixies because not one, not two, but three teams represented here all have identical records. And if you had told me coming into this season which team is going to be the worst out of this division, it would have been a good toss-up question. And this probably would have been my pick. It's a team that so far this year has basically punted on solving their quarterback situation for the long run. They hired a new general manager this offseason, but kept the coach of the previous regime employed. And this team also had a defense that year to year had been quite sporadic since the end of what we like to call the no-fly zone era. But they haven't won a playoff game since winning the Super Bowl six years ago. They have not had a stable quarterback situation in the same time frame. And this year, they got the stable quarterback situation down, even if it was, of course, the most average game-managing quarterback that we have in the NFL. Teddy Two Gloves and Vic Fangio have found a way to go 6-5 and five this season. They find themselves tied for the final playoff spot in the AFC, despite the fact that they traded franchise cornerstone Von Miller for Kenny Young, a second rounder and a third rounder at the trading deadline, despite the fact that they got absolutely stomped by the Philadelphia Eagles, who, as we talked about earlier, are surprisingly five wins this year, and a weird year all around for them. Last week, they got the divisional victory that keeps them hanging around because if you can beat the Chargers and the Raiders and maybe just maybe the Chiefs one time as the Chargers already did, you too can find yourself 6-5 and five, firmly entrenched in the mix if you are, of course, the Denver Broncos, a team that we like to make fun of on this podcast quite a bit, but for the third consecutive season the Denver Broncos find themselves firmly entrenched in the mix (sighs) next up we close out another very very strong division here in 2021 and this team has gone through a lot this year and it is only appropriate that we put them in the same breath as the Denver Broncos, because these two franchises have been doing a Spider-Man meme of each other for the last six years since they met in said Super Bowl 50. Speaking of Super Bowl 50, remember who was the MVP that season? It was one Cam Newton, one of the greatest singular physical specimens in the history of this great sport, and he had a wonderful homecoming a few weeks ago when his team trampled Colt McCoy and the best record in the NFL, Arizona Cardinals, only to follow that up with back-to-back losses against the New York Giants and the Miami Dolphins. But even still, they find themselves 5-7 and seven in an NFC where 5-6 and six gets you into the playoffs. Will they make the playoffs this year? I don't know, but mediocre football is the name of this game, and this team has very much met that standard here in 2021. Them and the Falcons can't really claim control of this division at a time where Tom Brady still exists and where the Saints defense we think is good and they still have Sean Payton and still have Alvin Kamara and yet even still the keep 
pounding Carolina Panthers with Christian McCaffrey now out for the season. Tried to tell y'all two years ago, should have traded McCaffrey when his value was the highest. Could have gotten a first round pick. Could have gotten a second round pick. Could have gotten both. You could have had maybe two first round picks the year after Christian McCaffrey. Not only was an all pro wide receiver, but an all pro running back. This man was the versatile, crazed human being that was dominating the sport like Derrick Henry. Now he is suffering injuries like was predictable. This seems to be the end of the road for that. But Matt Rule still hanging around. He didn't get baited by LSU or USC or Oklahoma or anyone like that. Matt Rule hanging around for the long run. Joe Brady no longer has the Cincinnati Bengals job open to his disposal. Maybe they'll get a quarterback in the future. Maybe they won't. Sam Darnold is a backup. Cam Newton is a backup. P.J. Walker is a backup. They have three backup quarterbacks that they're paying. Now a combined $22 million plus Teddy Bridgewater's contract plus the second and fifth round picks they gave up to get Sam Darnold. It's not been great figuring out that quarterback position. You could argue nobody in the NFL has done it worse than them. And yet still, the Carolina Panthers at 5-7, and seven, carried on the broken back of Christian McCaffrey and Brian Burns being a preseason Hall of Famer and also a very, very good linebacker. The Carolina Panthers, firmly entrenched in the mix. Let's hit the music once more to introduce our next team, courtesy of our friends over at the Dogs of War and our buddy Rowley who loves drinking eggs to celebrate our beloved Dog Pound. Cleveland Browns went 30 years without ever being in the mixies. And now Cleveland finds themselves firmly entrenched in the mix for what is the third consecutive year. All three years that we've been here on the podcast, the Browns have been in the mix. They fell apart after Kenyon Drake ran for four touchdowns on them in 2019 and Freddie Kitchens got fired. And in 2020, they made the playoffs for the first time, won a playoff game. The Browns have lived right here in the mixies for all three years that we've been here. There's only a few teams we can say this for that have been in the mixies for all four years, or all three years of the podcast. The Colts, the Broncos, and now, well, one team we'll get to in a second, and now the Cleveland Browns. And so I'd like to list off the the long list of Baker Mayfield injuries right now. Baker Mayfield is currently dealing with a torn labrum in his non-throwing shoulder injury, soreness to his regular throwing shoulder, a finger injury, a heel, foot, knee, and chest injury, all plaguing Baker Mayfield right now. That man is just destroying his body and it will earn him nothing in contract time other than just the love of the fan base in Cleveland. Toughness being a gene at this point or a physical trait or something that we can measure is certainly what we would describe Baker Mayfield as, but I don't know if this is stupid tough at this point as the Browns find themselves 6-6 six and six on the season, which somehow makes them last place in the AFC North because the AFC North is one of our three divisions putting three teams into the mix of mediocre football here in 2021. But for the third consecutive season, the dogs of war, no longer the laughingstock of the NFL. They have found their way to being average to below average at football. And this is a massive improvement for our boys in Cleveland. Give it up for the since 2019 and since the 1-31 stretch. Now officially, if you look at their win-loss record, a combined record over the past three years of 22, 21, and 1. The Cleveland Browns firmly entrenched in the mix. We have only but four teams left to celebrate 
here on the Mixies. Again, 17 magical teams made it to the Mixies this year, and our next team is a first in the history of the Mixies. A first time ever we have an eight-win team in the mix. Because usually at this time of the year, that means you would be either eight and three or eight and four. That almost guarantees you a playoff spot. It makes you one of the eight or so best teams in the NFL talking about you're going to beat some of these teams in the mixies to advance to a playoffs game. You're going to host a playoff game against one of these mediocre teams and be favored by five points. And yet this year, there is a rare team with eight wins that is here in the mixies because the AFC does not have a true superpower other than probably the Patriots and Chiefs because that's, of course, how this is going to work. No Derrick Henry, no A.J. Brown, no Julio Jones, and I'm sure there are Titans fans everywhere spitting at their TVs right now or spitting at their phones or whatever wireless device you're using to listen to this wonderful podcast. Not just listen, but also download, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcast. I'm sure Titans fans are pissed. I've been a Titans hater all season. This is not my intention, considering the Tennessee Titans were a beloved team back in 2020 or 2019 when I said if they replaced Marcus Mariota with Ryan Tannehill they would make a playoff run they did make a playoff run they were the last playoff team in the AFC they ended Tom Brady's time in New England they beat the Baltimore Ravens in the greatest upset of the last 10 years in the NFL playoffs and they made it to an AFC championship game and we loved the Titans when Tannehill came in to lead a comeback against Mahomes I started chanting Tannehill 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 and now I have reversed course because y'all love the Titans way too damn much. That team might not even make the playoffs because they are sure as shit going to struggle to score points over the next few weeks as we've been saying all year. They can beat the Jaguars. They can beat the the Texans maybe again when they play them the last week of the season. They got the Steelers, the 49ers, and the Dolphins. I don't know how good the Colts are. I don't know if the Colts can take a spot from them, but the Titans are headed on a crash course for exactly what the AFC South has been for my entire life, which is getting the fourth seed, meaningless playoff spot, hosting a playoff game on ESPN because I believe Bill O'Brien hosted five playoff games on wildcard weekend on ESPN and losing to a better team, probably this year the Buffalo Bills. All of that to say, welcome a first time in the history of the Mixies. 50 plus teams in the history, or not 50, 40 plus teams in the history of the Mixies. We welcome the 2021 8-4 Tennessee Titans in the mix. We have music for our next team. As reluctant as I am to add them, I have looked at the standings. And it is quite sad. But this is Team 17 of 17 this year that is allowed to be in the Mixies. We go from the team that was probably number 1 of 17 in the Titans to the last team that probably doesn't belong here. And yet still, I cannot deny them their rightful place here in the Mixies. Spreading the news I'm leaving today I want to be part of it New York, New York These vagabond shoes Are longing to stray Right through the very heart of it The pitiful 4-7 New York Giants, who I would love to make lots and lots of jokes about here, about how, you know, eight weeks ago we said they had the opportunity to fumigate their organization, and how the New York Giants did not deserve 
to have any sort of reconciliation. They fired Jason Garrett. They were 3-7. and seven. The season was over, and yet they came out and won a whomper of a game against the Eagles to stay alive. And the reason they're here is because of their remaining schedule, which includes the Dolphins, the Chargers, at home against the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Bears, and Washington, which means there is a scenario where the Giants could end up with a pick outside of the top 15, despite the fact that their team is absolutely terrible and Saquon Barkley has 300 total rushing yards over the past few weeks, or sorry, the past two seasons, and that Daniel Jones has taken a beating this year behind a very poor offensive line. Even despite all that, you have gotten rid of your woes, in air quotes, on offense by getting rid of Jason Garrett. You have decided that Joe Judge is going to remain, even though the reports are already out that Dave Gettleman is going to be fired at the end of the season, as he should have been two years ago. The New York football giants reluctantly at 4-7 and seven, find themselves in the mix. We have two teams left here on the Mixies. And this is one of our four three-year Mixies Awards winners. And this year's team is probably the most mixy of all the mixy teams, currently sitting in that four-way tie at five and six in the NFC playoffs. With Kirk Cousins' purgatory looming every single week, a team that could be 9-2, and two, could be 2-9. and nine. Very confusing. They've just lost Dalvin Cook for an extended period of time after Dalvin Cook also had that weird controversy with not just himself but also Adam Schefter being very selective about fact-posting and a video of a gun being wielded in a he-said-she-said court case that'll probably play out outside of public persona. All of that plus... Justin Jefferson having a fantastic season. Adam Thielen still playing well into his 30s. Kirk Cousins only having two interceptions until Sunday where he threw two against the San Francisco 49ers because Kirk Cousins is a very confusing quarterback. I'm done pretending like I know if Kirk Cousins is good or not. We've been trying to figure it out for years, and while we've been trying to figure it out, he has swiped the 10th most money of any professional athlete in the entire world. That it puts him ahead of such names as Kylian Mbappe, in world soccer, and every NBA player not named LeBron James, Steph Curry, or James Harden. He has made more money than Kevin Durant over the span of the last four years, and Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings, with a defense that I said was terrible but is actually ranked 12th in DVOA, so not as bad as we thought, the Minnesota Vikings are firmly entrenched. Firmly firmly entrenched for the third consecutive season in the mix. (sighs) Finally, a team that I did not think would get here, did not think it was possible, but team 17 of 17 made a massive charge over No Lose November winning four consecutive games, allowing us to break an all-time record thanks to their magical performance and allowing me to play my all-time most favorite song that we have here on the podcast. Last, certainly, certainly not least, Team 17 of 17 here in the Mixies at 5 and 6, sorry, 5 and 7, on the season, headed into a bye week, you beautiful, beautiful Miami Dolphins. Will the Miami Dolphins make the playoffs? Absolutely not. 
They're currently like the 12th seed in the in the AFC playoffs right now. But can the Miami Dolphins talk themselves into making the playoffs because the rest of their schedule is home against the Giants, home against the Jets, ho- uh at the New Orleans Saints, at the Titans, and home against the Patriots, you're darn tootin' you can. Why? Because if you win four out of those five, you're nine and eight. And if weird tiebreakers break your way, nine and eight just might be good enough to get you into the playoffs. So congratulations to the Miami Dolphins, who after losing to the Jacksonville Jaguars, we declared their season to be dead and gone. Four consecutive wins, No more Brian Flores is getting fired rumors for the second year in a row. Welcome the Miami Dolphins to Otago-Vailoa. Miles Gaskin, who will be the running back for the rest of time there. The rotting corpse of Devontae Parker. Jalen Waddell, who is now a top 25 wide receiver in the NFL. Agaseki. Xavier Howard. Is Kyle Van Noy still there? I don't think he is. Is Shaq Lawson there? I don't think he is. But whatever the point may be. The Miami Dolphins, the 17th of 17 all-time Mixie record winners, find themselves firmly entrenched for the month of December, at least as of December 1st, firmly entrenched in the mix. (sighs) Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. For stopping in here to the Take It Easy podcast. We've got episodes every single day coming at you. And every single year, the Mixies Award Show every December 1st. It is one of my favorite days of the year. Y'all love this episode. I appreciate each and every one of you. Congratulations to all 17 teams who find themselves playing average to below average football here in 2021. I wish you all the best of luck for the five of you who will make it to the playoffs. We listed 17 teams, only five of you will make it. And this is a firmly, firmly entrenched year for all of you deep into the mix. So I hope you will stop in again and not be totally scared off by this terrible, terrible podcast. We've got 800 episodes if you want to go through the archives. Uh, Thank you to Bet Online Sportsbook, our wonderful partners here. And thank you to all of you who continue to show us your continued support. We will be back again tomorrow. Not sure with what, but we'll be back tomorrow with something fun and something special. This has been the 2021 Mixies Awards. Take it easy, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.